0: Welcome back to Finding Closure, a real estate podcast. I'm Chelsea Ziss. I'm a realtor in Ohio, a broker in Michigan, and I've been in the business for about four years.
1: Hi, my name's Ivan Smith. I am an Ohio broker and the broker owner of Serenity Realty, and I'm excited to talk to you about databases today.
0: Yeah, so today we're going to talk a little bit about databases, what they are, how you make them, and why they're important.
1: Well people will talk about um, sphere of influence they'll call it a database they'll call it bird dogs they'll call it whales they'll call it um, whatever but but my in my training I just like to tell people to start right now you know start a database now but I have my top 50 past clients and my top 50 VIPs sure. in an Excel spreadsheet on my iPad and my phone I can bring them up at any time you know that 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 I guess is the, one of the most important things is to to Be able to access it you know right where do you have your database or where would you suggest that um
0: well i always say start with the free stuff so start with google docs make a gmail your name realtor real estate at gmail.com go to google docs and start writing everything out now the way i started mine when i first started was i put everybody on who i invited to my wedding
1: that's a great w- – I, I tell people that in training. If they have a wedding list, that's mm-hmm. the first that, – That I mean, that is a start of your database. I mean, that could be thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in there. Yeah. Just marketing to that database. They're just marketing to your what, to I mean, wedding mean, If they like you
0: enough to come to your wedding, they're probably going to be okay with at least talking to you about real estate. But I will say for people who haven't gotten married, which is a lot of us, um, how I got my wedding list – was even easier, as I asked my mom for her Christmas card address list.
1: Oh, that's good. I don't know who does that anymore. I mean, I do that, but... I,
0: I don't. My mom does, though.
1: <laughs> I still get Christmas cards in the mail. I love it. It's the best thing in the world. I
0: feel like I should send them out. Right. I feel like that would be a smart thing to do as a real estate agent.
1: Now, see right there. We feel warm and fuzzy when we get a Christmas card. Imagine mm-hmm. if we got, like, two personal notes yeah. from our insurance agent or our, you know, so, so the moral of the story is, you know, one of the things I'd use for my database is, um, a real simple technique. You know, there's 26 letters in the alphabet, right? Mm-hmm. Follow me along here. 26 letters in the alphabet and there's 52 weeks in a year. 52 divided by two is 26. So if I wait week one, send a personal note to everybody with the last name A sure. and then the second week B and the second week C, I'll get to my database I'll get to everybody in my database twice a year, plus a, per, plus a, plus a Christmas card and, and a lot of other stuff we're going to talk about that once you have a database, it's what to do with your database. Mm-hmm. The, the first thing I wanted to talk about with databases is to start one immediately, right, Chelsea? Mm-hmm. That, that would be probably the best, the, the best way to go. Um,
0: even while you're studying for your test, even while if you're just in classes, start that database.
1: That's the one thing you can do. You know, start and and start with your inner circle. If you don't have a wedding list to start from or a mom's Christmas card list, start right. Start right with your spouse. You know, or mm-hmm. and if you're single, start with your brothers, sisters, mom, dad, aunts, uncles, cousins, and work your way out. You know, we we, we believe in like the low hanging fruit first right sure so that's the people that already like you you don't have to build rapport with your mom and dad
0: you hope not anyway <laughs> i mean some of us do
1: so go sell your mom and dad's house that's what i did i mean I, but the first house i ever sold in real estate was my own i mean not, i didn't sell it right. i bought one right so i represented myself
0: yeah my first one the first i one fucked one I myself on it <laughs>
1: <laughs> For real. <laughs> I didn't get an inspection or anything. Who needs See? an inspection? And
0: how much did you learn from that, though?
1: Oh, yeah. No, Always
0: uh, tell them to get an inspection. I think we're going to end up saying that in every single one of these. Yeah. Get an inspection.
1: So when it, um, when I first got in the business in 04, nobody ever told me to start a database or what to do to a database. But when I got back in in 2011 and I went to training every single week, mostly what they talked about was building a database. Yeah. It's the, it's the best way. Now, it's not probably going to create you money right this second, no. but it's the long-term goal. You know what I mean? The long-term goal, I can almost guarantee that the top 10% of realtors at the National Association of Realtors who are making $166,000 or more a year
0: Mm-mm. have
1: a database that they work.
0: Is that what the top 10% make, 166? Yes. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. I oh.
1: It'd be, what's more interesting is that you don't come to my training to hear that. <laughs> I think I did earlier. You're funny. Hey man. Yeah. So the top, t- the top, <laughs> the top ten percent for sure have a database and they're working their database. What are some things that um, you hear about people doing for their database, and then I'll tell you mine.
0: Well, um, when I first started, they did. They were really adamant about databases, um, and the main things were every day sent out two handwritten note cards, try to, and this is going to sound really weird, they say, you want to touch your database, everybody in your database, uh, four times a year. Um, and what they mean by that is you don't have to sit down and have a whole conversation. You don't have to call and have a big sales pitch. You don't have to do any of that, but just make sure that you're a part of their mental capacity. Make sure that you're in their mind. Call them up, say hi, forward them. Uh, did we talk about forward before?
1: Yeah. I okay. think maybe in the other video, but you can give a refresher.
0: So Ford, family, occupation, recreation, dreams, right? So you call them up. Hey, how's the family going? Oh, cool. That's great. Are you still at this place for work or what are you doing for work these days? Now, a lot of the times you just do faux and you never make it to recreation. That's insurance. what happens to me. Yeah um i occasionally will go through the whole thing because i've got it down to a science now i'm a very concise person i don't like to be on the phone for a long time which is hilarious that we're doing this podcast because i'm not like a long talker and here we are sitting here for two hours (laughs) twice a week talking about it but um i'll usually go hey you know how's your family doing how's blah 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 especially if i see something on facebook facebook is a really good tool for realtors even though they're a terrible company and everybody hates them i mean i get it (laughs) But uh, it I get is. A, good. I get
1: a lot of money from Facebook. Same. I actually just yeah. got a new free. potential
0: client, and we'll talk about that. We're gonna do later. A,
1: We're gonna do a whole another episode, yeah. Like just on social media, right?
0: Oh yeah. Okay. And the best best practices, the best ways to use it. But anyway, so I go, hey, how's your family going? How did this thing go? Oh, cool. Are you still over at this place for work, or how's work going? And you know, like half the time, people say their job is terrible. Just kind of a weird aside. No, they're
1: miserable. Yeah. You know, um, I. Another good, another good thing I say to them when they come is, you know, like I, I'm genuine. You know, I'm like, how can I help you build? How can I help you build your business? How can I help yeah. you? What can I do to help you? That's a good one, is because I'm sincere and genuine when I call and say, hey, what can I do to help you? See,
0: that's that would be D and forward for me. Yep. So the, the next one is recreation. So it's, that's a really easy thing. You got any fun plans coming up? That's the easiest sentence in the world, and it makes people happier to talk about what fun things they're doing than their work so it's a really good follow-up to work I think that's why it's in that order instead of fraud
1: right (laughs) so you
0: can say hey how you know got anything fun coming up and if you're still lost for that and you get to dreams that is a really hard topic especially if you're just kind of acquaintances acquaintances how do you say acquaintance
1: well usually you won't even get that far because family and jobs will take up the other one to tell you that their job sucks and they're going to suck the life out of you or Mm -hmm. They're going to tell you about how awesome their kids are doing or yeah. their grandkids or whatever like that. Um, w- w- in 2011, when I started and when I actually physically started writing down a database, mm-hmm. um, they told me they told me to send everybody a newsletter once a month. And I did it for five years. And I think that had a big... A inv-
0: physical newsletter or an email newsletter?
1: Nope. Th- they said in the beginning, because I didn't have a bunch of money starting out, to do it in the email. Sure. But th- then they also told me that there's a difference between Somebody deleting, getting your newsletter and then saying, "Oh, Ivan sent me a newsletter. Delete." Or <laughs> and there's something versus mailing it and letting them open up the envelope sure. and looking at it and say, "Oh, Ivan sent me a newsletter," and then throwing it away. Mm-hmm. The perception is it's more valuable and it's more valuable to send it in the mail. So I started sending. You know, I, I partnered with a title company.
0: I was just gonna say.
1: Yeah, they printed it, mailed it, and everything for me. And all I had to give them was title, the title orders. Part. No, I mean, it, 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 they're game changers. So I sent everybody um, a newsletter every month. And I started my database with 10 people. Then I started with five. Everybody that I closed on a house with went on the database. Mm-hmm. And, the, and at closing is when I would get their name, address, birthday, not the year. I don't care how old you are. I just want to be able to send you a, a birthday card, which leads me to not only are they getting a newsletter once a month, but now everybody is getting a birthday card for years mm-hmm. when my... Um for years, I would send everybody a five dollar um coffee gift card to Starbucks or Big B or something mm-hmm. like that. But as my database grew, that got to be really expensive, like four thousand dollars. So right. I switched that up and now I send dollar scratch off tickets. So I go to this I go to the gas station and I buy fifty at a time of just dollar instant tickets. so now so that's smart. Yeah, so I do a birthday card. I get them two for a dollar at the dollar store, so it's fifty cents a card, mm-hmm. forty-eight cents to mail it. So I'm at ninety-eight cents, and then I ad- can't.
0: It's forty-eight cents for stamps.
1: Uh-huh. It's
0: forty-eight stamps. Oh my god, yeah. forty-eight cents for a stamp. That seems crazy.
1: No, it is. Oh my god. You can send postcards out though for twenty two cents. They have a special rate for postcards. I just Did you feel know that? like
0: five minutes ago it was thirty two cents for a stamp.
1: <laughs> no, it's forty eight cents.
0: <laughs> I always buy a big roll of the forever stamps, and then they, that'll last me like two years.
1: So for a dollar ninety eight, I get to touch somebody—somebody somebody mm. who bought or sold a house, <laughs> somebody who bought or sold a house with me, yeah. somebody who referred me, somebody I, li- I really really like that I added to my database. They get a birthday card with a lotto ticket in it. How cool is that? That's very. Now would you feel good if I sent you a birthday card? Yeah, why with? don't you? We're gonna start. That with the agents. Oh, so, well, so I send everybody a birthday card with a scratch-off ticket, and then what I started um, four years ago, I just had my fourth annual, I have a huge Christmas party. Mm -hmm. You've seen it.
0: Yeah, it's gigantic.
1: I rent out the Mommy Theater, and I invite everybody over there, and I hire a professional um, Santa Claus, because he's... The real guy is too busy to come.
0: Do you ever wonder (laughs) what kind of person ends up becoming a professional Santa Claus?
1: I don't know. Usually, like from the movies, they're always like alcoholics or creeps or (laughs) child people. But everyone
0: I've ever met loves it.
1: I have the same Santa I use every year. He's amazing. We call him Santa Andy. He's really, really good. So um, he comes and I do professional photos. I get my photographer that Mm -hmm. I use all year long for my listings, and she comes and takes professional photos of their families. and. Not only the day of the party, we create this huge event, and you know, um, everybody gets to uh, everybody gets to um, have this fame on Facebook and social media. Like, oh, I had my picture taken with Santa. Mm-hmm. They get to show off the kids. But then after the photos are all edited, and then I make another post and I tag them all in it. It's like I create the event all over again. Yeah. So it's I mean it's pretty cool. And then we get with all of our strategic partners, and we get a bunch of good prizes, and we give prizes away. This year we gave away. 19 prizes and i bet you we had 350 people come to the christmas party
0: now here's a question for you you when you first started out 2011 this is nine years ago oh my gosh nine years You're I'm getting old. old so nine years ago you started back up we're kind of just going to skip over 2004 2005 so you start your ba- database and you start with five or ten people where are you at now nine years later
1: um now well here's the thing i, I mean i my I, my potential list could be up to 500 people, but I've cut it down. Now, throughout the throughout the years, I go through that list a couple times a year, mm-hmm. and if the ones I'm calling and they're not answering, or I'm texting and they're not answering, and you know sometimes they just fall off. I don't want to be a bother to people, sure. but that's fine. I just plug, I just take them out and plug somebody in. You know, I I don't wanna, I want to have the rule of thumb is to have 400 for the core training that I took is you're supposed to have 400 people on your database and you're supposed to break that 400 down into a top 50 VIPs who send you referrals and top 50 past clients. So you know who to really target when you're going to when right. when, you're, when you're starving and you want to sit down and start calling your database or whatever.
0: You know that's funny because when I the training that I went through in the beginning um, said to keep it down to like 250 and to really prune it. Um, I don't remember who said it to me or maybe I even came up with it myself because you know I like to come up with analogies, but basically the idea is that your database is not just a static thing. It's not just names on a list. It's it's a garden that you have to tend to. So how do you tend to your database? Well, you talked about it a little bit, you have to prune some of the people and stuff that are not on there anymore. If they're not Responding to you if you haven't talked to them in three years, they won't pick up the phone when you call.
1: I used to put crazies on that list. I don't know more. So, so I'm very I'm very selective and picky because that's who I'm inviting to my Christmas party. And then and then I did pumpkins. Mm -hmm. You know, we did pumpkins at Halloween where the kids came in and we decorated pumpkins. Yeah. So that's the that's the kind of stuff I want to do. But and so the Christmas party, I do the photos. I give away a bunch of prizes. We give pop and popcorn. And we have a a traditional Christmas movie. The movie theater I run out lets me bring in any DVD of any movie I want. So, I mean, we've done Home Alone. We've done Polar Express. We've done Mm -hmm. Elf. We did uh, a Christmas Christmas story this year.
0: That one's really good, too. You'll shoot
1: your eye out. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, so the rule of thumb that I've done for five years that I get a whole bunch of referrals from, they give me a a ton of money, is a newsletter, a birthday card, and a big party at the end of the year. Now. I've done some additional training because I want to. I want to keep working on myself. Mm -hmm. And so this year we're experiencing. We're we're going to experiment with um, a letter letter from the heart. We're going to talk about those and um, evidence of success postcards. The goal of this database isn't to call and say, "Hey, give me money" or "Give me a buyer or a seller." It's so you are in front of them so many times that, whenever they. hear of somebody in their neighborhood at work a -hmm. friend or family of their in-laws whenever they hear of somebody thinking about buying a house or selling a house your name comes to their head immediately you want them to think of you
0: yeah top of mind is absolutely the most important thing
1: can i tell you what annoys me yeah on facebook when i see other realtors and they're like had five closings today and they don't tag their clients in it they don't Mm. They don't take a picture of their clients. You know, I I make them feel so special at closing. I tell the story like, oh, they came to me and we did this and the job changed and their family grew and this and that. I tell the story on Facebook and then I tag them in it. I want to be a part of their celebration. I want all of their friends and family to see what a great experience they had with their realtor. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's all part of the whole concept of that white glove service and creating an award-winning experience for each and every one of our clients. Yeah. I went on a little preaching thing, but I don't give a shit.
0: <laughs> no, I, and, you know, you, you talk about you have your, your top 50 referral people and your top 50 past clients, but obviously a lot of us don't have 50 past clients. Um, so it's something you have to build to. and you I got to build to. It takes some time. You, you'll get there eventually if you keep working at it. Everybody does. If you, you know, we'll probably touch on this every episode too, but the mo- most realtors, 80, so, you know, I can't go in an entire podcast episode without throwing out percentages, right? Right. <laughs> it's in my DNA. 87% of realtors fail in the first year, and if you or in the first two years. And if you go up to five years, it goes up to like 96%. It's incredible. If you're in real estate and you've been in for three years, all of a sudden you are a veteran. So if you're brand new and you feel like, oh man, I don't have any experience, blah, blah. Guess what? Nobody else does either.
1: Well, I mean, that's why we're doing this is because Mm -hmm. we want people to know what to do. You know, I don't want anybody to make the mistake. They come in and start circling around like, what what do I do? Start now with a database. You know, later we're going to talk about all the different branches to where you can, that's how you get people. We're going to go show you how to find, to get clients. And then once you have a closing celebration or you have an experience with them, then you can add them on your database and they get, you know, when I sell someone a house, or I, where I help them go through houses, and I negotiate it, and we go to closing, that just starts the relationship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? Now, my job is to get all of their friends and family and coworkers and neighbors to list. You know, to use me also. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And and, and I just, and I tell them that I don't say give me all your referrals. I say when you hear of somebody. I actually have a quick story about that. But mm-hmm. when you hear of somebody buying or selling a house, I want to be able to connect with them and help them like I helped you, you know, Mm -hmm. and you know, wouldn't you want that too? That's what I say to them. And then they say, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So instead of passing my cards out to them, I tell them, ask them if it's okay to give me their contact information and let me contact them.
0: Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Always try to get that contact info yourself.
1: Where do 99% of the business cards go?
0: Trash can.
1: Not not only do I have this birthday card, you know, we do the newsletter, we do the birthday card, we do Mm -hmm. the client party. And then immediately, whether you're on my database or not, you send me a referral. I don't wait for the closing. Mm -hmm. I immediately put, I stole this from an agent. um, I immediately put two movie tickets and a $20 gift card to a restaurant in a personal note, thanking them from the bottom of my heart that they sent me money. They sent me a buyer or a seller, somebody. Whether it pans out or not, yeah, you want them to feel important, so they get, you know, so you know, not only are they getting a personal, note, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, we're going to go see 19, 9, 1917 you know, on Ivan. Mm-hmm. So which is which is really really good.
0: Yeah, I, and I definitely agree. When you get a referral, even if nothing has happened yet, thank that person who sent it right away, and then thank them again after it closes. Um, so you, going back, you talked a little bit about your fifty top on each side. Now, if you don't have 50, you can do what I did, um, which is my A, B, and C people. So my A people could be best clients. They could be friends or family, but they're my top, top, top advocates. And
1: that's, that's what they call whales.
0: Yeah, but, you know, so Bird you dogs. want somebody who is going to go, you're always at the top of their mind no matter what. So that's, you know, that's mom, dad. That's my aunt. Shout out to my Aunt Rita who got me a bunch of clients even though, oh, I did help her buy a house a couple of years ago. But before I helped her buy a house, she was like, oh. My niece is a realtor. She had my car. She gave them out. So, um, I had an Aunt Rita. I loved her. Yeah, it's the name, I think. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, th- those are my top advocates. And then you have your B people who like you and will probably recommend you. But you got to stay in the top of their mind. Yep. So those you might have to nurture a little bit more. Um, and then you have your C people who are just they're your regular database. And you got to do your touches, but they might or might not. <laughs> so that's... I don't have my top. Well, I do have. I don't have my top fifty yet. I don't have let fifty me, past. Class. Let me ask
1: you a question. Have you ever shown houses in a neighborhood
0: mm-hmm.
1: and been in a been in a neighborhood where you've previously sold a house? Oh yeah. Okay. So here's sometimes what I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and 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 I've done this the other way and I've burnt myself. So what they're called pop buys. Okay. Have you heard about pop buys? Yeah. Brian Buffini liked to talk about Popeyes, okay, and and it was going to people's jobs and stuff, and I felt awkward. Oh about yeah, that.
0: no, I would not. <laughs> no. I could not do that.
1: So if I'm in a neighborhood of a you know of a house I've sold, and I know somebody's there, after I'm done showing houses to my client, I will stop by their house, pull in the driveway, get out, knock on the door, and and if they answer, it the script is so easy, I can't stay. I'm not, I I cannot stay. I have another appointment I have to get to, but I was in the neighborhood showing houses and I was just thinking of you and I wanted to stop by and say hi. And they're going to instantly say, come on in, have coffee. If you do that, you'll lose your whole day. Like you'll be there. You'll be there forever. So I instantly just, I put my hand up and say, you know what? I'm in the neighborhood. I wanted to stop by and say hi. Have a great day. I was just thinking about you. Hope the house is going well.
0: Man, I... That's tough. I I would have to call or text first. I, it would be hard for me to stop by because let me tell you right now, if somebody knocks on my door and I'm not expecting it, it's like instant panic mode. <laughs> well, I know, but
1: but just to, I mean that's why you tell them I'm not here for anything. I just yeah. wanted to stop by and say hi, and and no one's going to be upset with that. That's they're gonna, true. they're going to smile, feel good, shut the door, and then when they talk to their sister who's going to sell their house, they're going to say, "Call Ivan. He just stopped by because he was in the neighborhood just yeah. to say hi." You know, I mean. So it's about getting uncomfortable, you
0: yeah, know. What that's I mean, and, would, and, and maybe I have to try that. That would make me very uncomfortable. And I, you know, I have come a long way in my uncomfortability. But just stopping at somebody's house, and that's a me thing because I personally do not like it if somebody, because I don't know who's knocking at my door at three in the afternoon.
1: No, I want to sound like the police. Knock, knock, knock. Yeah. <laughs> Open up. That's
0: it's not not as good. I'm knocking <laughs>
1: just to say hi. Yeah. That's all I'm doing yeah, is yeah, saying that's hi. True. You know, and then, um, you know, sometimes if I have, like, uh, the um, Mm -hmm. pop sockets or something in my car, I'll leave a couple. And if they're not there, I'll put them right in the door in their mailbox. But at least they knew. They're like, oh, Ivan was in the neighborhood. That's a
0: good marketing thing we did, too. Man, I'm so smart.
1: So, and, and, you know, this one, this session isn't going to be really for the new agents. I mean, this is good to keep in mind. So you just want to keep this in the back of your head. Start a database now. Mm -hmm. Start nurturing and loving and hugging on your database and, and I promise you, I promise you, if you build that and work that, that is the cream of the crop to work referral only just off your database. Mm-hmm. And it's not referral only because you still have to mail things, do pop buys, um, do, you know, have client events, you know, get the lotto tickets. It's still a lot of work, but it's the best way to go as far as yeah. um, getting referrals in the business. And what, why? Because the rapport has already been built. Like you don't have to go in and make friends with somebody you already sold a house to you. Don't have to go in That's true. And, and and if they sent you their sister or brother, it's not like you have to go in and like really be super. You don't have you know, to win
0: them over. You you've already
1: the the referral was the, the win over. Yeah. Everything else we talk about: open houses, internet leads, social media, for sale by owners, expireds, apartments, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't know these people, and you have to build rapport. This is the only avenue where it's like a slam dunk that rapport has been built just the passing of the referral is the rapport my friend says you're good you get it so I mean it's an instant connection
0: yeah I, and that's one of the things I see here's another percentage for you you ready <laughs> um, now there's a report from the National Association of Realtors that I think every realtor whether you're brand new for starting out or you're a hundred percent top producer in your area go and look at this report It is the generational report. It's put out every year. It's generational trends, and it's free. A lot of those reports cost a lot of money, but you go to this report, and it tells you everything. It tells you how buyers find their agents. It tells you how sellers find their agents, how long they're looking before they contact, blah, 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 blah. We talked a little bit about it uh, in the upcoming Open Houses one. Um, But right, you know, we talked— I've
1: never seen that report.
0: Oh, my gosh. I use it—I look at it all the time because— it, it for me. It directs my marketing. Like a couple of years ago, the market shifted, and now the, you know who the biggest um, home buyers are right now. You know, because I've told you. Who? It's millennials. It's that middle. It's that middle youngish age group. There are not only the ones buying the most houses. They're also the most um, new realtors are that age. So that has directed a lot of marketing. Five and 10 years ago, you used to see a lot more super dressed up pantsuit agents. And now you see everybody maybe not looking quite so professional, but still looking polished. That is a direct result of that generation's attitude towards how people dress.
1: You see the old realtors and the walkers. They still got their suits and ties and their glamour shot photo from 1940.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it. I would love to do an entire episode about nothing but, but headshots. Honestly. It would, would make my day. But but that is so anyway, tangent. Go check out that generational report and it will tell you that something like forty percent, forty seven percent is what I think it actually is. I'll look it up.
1: We should do a whole episode on that. Get we'll pull that report and then mm-hmm. I wanna compare I wanna compare like my business Your, to yeah. it. Just to see where, just to see, it. and you but know, it'd be good information, it would probably create some value for me.
0: Yeah, it talks about, and we talk about getting that the 5% of the agents who find their agent at an open house, or the 5% of the agents who find their uh, clients, or, or the 5% of the buyers and sellers who find their agents online. That's all well and great, but if you look at that report, it tells you right there that most of the sales, most of the transactions come from referrals, friends and family, and past clients, Period. The rest of it does adds up to like 25%. So at the end of the day, where you're going to end up getting most of your clients eventually is going to be your database. And that's kind of living the dream when you don't have to go out and hustle, hustle, hustle all the time and do two open houses every weekend. Absolutely, you should starting out. If your database is 10 people, yeah, you need to be doing open houses every weekend.
1: I still can't believe it's been nine years since I've been back in the business. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's, it's 2020, baby.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exciting.
0: So anyway, that's it's a really good report, and I really highly suggest that everybody goes and looks at it. That's a realtor because it's totally free to you, and it can help you.
1: So the Christmas party mm-hmm. from my database came up from um, you know the the trainings that I've been to. They say that you should invite your top 50 past clients, your top 50 VIPs. Mm-hmm. And what are VIPs? They are maybe people you have not done a deal with but they send you referrals yeah your you advocates know? so they say to do a happy hour once a month mm-hmm. okay where Ooh, you I want to do that well and, and what what would be the what would be the preparation to do that you go to a local bar mm-hmm. um, and you tell them you're going to have an event probably f- you know 20 30 people and you pre negotiate the price on a draft beer and a house wine pour, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're obviously going to pick up the bill for all this. So, and then you have to negotiate like some kind of, you're going to have cheese for an appetizers. We're not serving dinner. Are we going to have queso dip. Are we going to have, you know, whatever, but you get that all pre-negotiated with the people. And then you have those happy hours once a month. Um, I don't drink mm-hmm. and I don't want to associate, but so I don't want to take away from the average Joe realtor who, you know, isn't a recovering alcoholic that, can go and can go and have a happy hour with their past clients um also since i don't drink i don't think it's appropriate to like go get people like (laughs) drunk and (laughs) say give me business (laughs) i think uh i I focus on the kids instead of the booze Mm -hmm. so i i mean most of the stuff i do is for the kids i get the kids birthday too and most of i think they all get a lot of tickets <laughs> i think that's illegal but <gasps> i i don't know but um they all get a birthday card you know and, and i focus more on the kids and that's why i do that but sure. happy hours do work and they are a proven success just i i can't talk about them being successful because i don't do them yeah you know what i'm saying but i have read that they are highly successful
0: yeah maybe i'll try that um i will tell you that one of the you're things
1: you're drunk, <laughs> I'm <not a> drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm occasionally drunk on the weekends. I'll save you a seat. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, um, a, a tough thing when, you first, when you're first starting. I always think of my little baby agents because in Michigan now we've got a couple of just brand new baby agents. Um, and when I refer to baby agents, that does not mean their age. It means that they are just.
1: We do have a young one, though.
0: Oh, yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. One of the only people I've ever met who got right out of high school, went right into real estate. How do you romance your database when you have no money? Once you have 25 or 50 people.
1: The phone is free. The phone is free. Texting is free.
0: Texting is free. Email is free. Some other things is this is also when you first- Birthday cards are cheap. Birthday cards are cheap. And this is also the time when you can go and start, you know, wrangling your strategic partners, your title companies who are looking for agents to use them, the lenders who are looking for agents to use them.
1: And when you are new, they will spend spend some money on you because they don't know if you're going to be successful or not. But- they're not going to spend a whole bunch of money on you, and a year later, not give them any business, and then you mm-hmm. keep spending a bunch of money. So the goal is to get to get these strategic partners ally with them, mm-hmm. send them some business, do some deals, and then ask for the stuff.
0: Absolutely. Um, so yeah, romance in your database when you have no money. Call them, say, "Hey, hi, how are you doing? I haven't talked to you in a while." Ford, Back Ford, to the fourth thing. Yep. Uh, email them. You can make your own email newsletter for free. You can go on MailChimp. You can go on mailerlight.com, uh, constantcontact.com. All of those are free up to about a thousand. Once you get a thousand people in your database, it's time for you to either prune that database or Start paying.
1: Real quick, if you're brand new, back up to that phone call. Mm -hmm. And you're calling these people, tell them what you're doing. Yes. I just got my real estate license. I'm building a VIP list. I'm going to nurture and take care of this list. I want you to be on it. This is the information I need. Would you like to be on it? Of course they would be on it if they care about you. And if you make a real estate post on Facebook and say, I say, hey, I just got into into real estate, and you have 40 people that like that, guess where the database starts? Those 40 people who like it that show... An engagement, in, and show an interest in your journey in life. Does that make
0: sense? 100%. 100%. And when you call those people that first time, because this was, I, this was my biggest hurdle as a new agent, honestly. Because, you know, I'm I'm great at data. I'm great at sales. Not to just be like, I'm awesome. But this was my biggest issue was marketing myself. And I'll talk about it again and again and again because I think a lot of people have that problem. So I would not pick up the phone and call somebody and say, hey, I just want to let you know I'm in real estate now. Please let me know if you have any questions or if you know anybody who has any questions about real estate. That's so easy and it's so free and I could not, I could not do it. I couldn't, absolutely, I couldn't do it. I would send out newsletters, you know, emails and do social media, but I could not call people. Well, then
1: then go to your your broker or manager or Mm -hmm. office manager and tell them you want to do this. They'll they'll push you to do it. Yeah, you know they'll push you to do it because I'm telling you it's not as bad as you think. It's mm-hmm. glorious on the other end of no. that. And then once you do five, guess what? It'll be nothing for you to pick up the phone and call five more. Yeah,
0: and so and and I talked about that in the last one too. Is you know I had to play contact roulette and call whatever random contact my finger landed on, and I did that and it kind of it was like breaking the dam, and we it could, was now easy to do that.
1: We should do that.
0: Yeah, it's I mean honestly because. the hardest thing for me to do was to call people that I knew because cold calling wasn't a problem for me. It still isn't a problem because I don't know them. I don't care. But now I have to call people who I have 5, 10, 20 years of history with and be like, hey, I'm in this new business. So now if you're freaked out about this, this is my suggestion. Start with your inner circle. Yes, your mom already knows you're in real estate. But say, hey, can I practice? Can I call you and tell you what I'm going to say? Don't take any criticism from them because it's your mom and <laughs> they're going to find something. <laughs> but calm, and you say, hey, this is whatever your name is. That's what I was Say, hey, this is Chelsea. I just want to let you know I'm in real estate. And basically, I want to help you with anything to do with real estate. I'm not necessarily trying to get you to buy or sell a house, but if you just want to know what your house is worth, how things are going in your neighborhood, what the market looks like, or even just what interest rates are. I'm your person. I have the newest training, and I am doing this full time. Um, the reason I say the newest training thing is because real estate agents occasionally have a bad rep. They don't have a great reputation all the time, and a lot of time it's those older agents who still treat it like it's 1987, <laughs> unfortunately.
1: Well, and there are some bad agents out there. And they don't call you back. and a they,
0: lot of bad agents. That's why yeah. they fail. Um, so when you call them and you're new, you can say, "I've got the most recent, newest training available to realtors today." I-
1: so okay. So if you're new, yeah. and you and you don't know what to tell people, the biggest thing that you have that you can talk about, even being brand new, is MLS. Yeah. What does the MLS do? You know, you tell your buyers, don't say, "I'm going to set you up mm-hmm. in the MLS." Do you know that I have the capability to send you exactly what you're looking for almost instantly when it goes on the market? Yep. New agents can say that. Hey, cousin, Bill, you want to know what your house is worth? Did you know that I have access to pull every comparable sale in your neighborhood, in your school district, to tell you what your home is going to sell for in today's market? That's the biggest asset that we have. And everybody just breezes over it because they just say those three little words, the MLS. The MLS, you have to tell your people exactly mm-hmm. what it does. And then what does that do? It shows value. It, it, it shows like you know what you're talking about. So even when you're brand new, use the MLS. Talk about the MLS. It's very important.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that's actually one of the main things that I do. Um, I basically, when I, another thing I did when I very first started out and I had a smaller database – because I pruned people, you know, so you have your advocates that you feel comfortable calling. So I would call them and say, hey, when can I drop off this real estate review? Because you don't wanna give them a chance to say, no, I don't want it, no, I don't need it, or no, you don't have to do that. You say, when can I drop this off to you? A real estate review is a CMA for a house you're not planning on selling. That's all it is. I try to do them once a year for everybody I know, all my friends, all my family, and all my former clients. I do one once a year that looks back over the past two years. It takes me now 10 to 15 minutes to put it together uh, per one. So I go through. I have a cover letter that I just fill in their name. I have an information sheet that shows their houses this year. I have the trends for their state, city, and then just their neighborhood. And then my last page is the mortgage rates. I got it from a training, but you know what? I still use it. Um, and it's really great because it's a little bit bigger. It's a little bit nicer looking.
1: Now, see, that's good. I don't know, like, if you want to concentrate on, like, a school district or a subdivision, but that's, like, perfect for, like, a little pocket. Like, you you use that in Uptown Maumee. So if somebody had a little pocket of area, mm-hmm. that those are really good because you could use one for everybody, you know? I yep. mean, instead of marketing. That's to- why you
0: don't focus it specifically on their house. You do it on the neighborhood. Because what you want to do is have them either show or tell your neighbors about it. So when you go and you drop it off in person, you don't mail it, you don't send it, you definitely don't send it over email. You call them up and you say, when can I drop this real estate review off to you? It'll take 10 to 15 minutes. That's such a good idea. And you go over there. I mean, that's, that's honestly I mean, how I get most of my such a great idea. Yeah. And I, you go over there and you, real quick, you can say, you can stop and look through this anytime. It's just this specific neighborhood. Um, do you know any of your neighbors who might want one? Because I'd love to take one over there. And sometimes they're going to say no, but sometimes they might say yes, and even if they say no, they'll probably show it to their neighbors later. So focus on, you know, look at your clients, look in the neighborhoods you want to be in, and make real estate reviews for them. Great idea. So that you know what the house is in that neighborhood is worth. Be an expert. If you want to work in a specific area, you need to be an expert in that area. You need to know... The price per square foot that those houses sell for, you need to know how many houses are available on the market and, and the general you know price. You need to know that stuff. If you want to be a neighborhood expert, then literally just be a neighborhood expert.
1: No, I, I completely agree. And what's what's the biggest tool that you have that you can be an expert in any of the areas?
0: The MLS. Amen. I got it right this time.
1: So um, I don't have any trade secrets. I'm a completely open book. It's with true. With my business, my team, everything I do. Everything
0: I, you don't even want to know about. <laughs> yeah, no, completely. <laughs> Give us your top three things about databases. Real quick, bullet points.
1: Top three. Send a newsletter, send a birthday card, and have some kind of party a couple times a year. To get everyone together to talk about how wonderful you are and what a great experience they had with you as far as real estate goes and do something for the kids
0: that was more than three
1: (laughs) (laughs) newsletter birthday card party
0: boom done yeah and mine's gonna be start with friends and family go to open houses and add those people get friends on Facebook amen that's it
1: yeah cream of the crop
0: oh yes well Ivan thanks so much for sitting and talking to me about real estate again
1: well, thanks for having me, and, you know, um, um, go start now. The only asset that we have as realtors in this business is our database. I mean, what do you think yeah. about that? Yeah. If you live anywhere and you ask one of the top producing agents why they work referral only, they're, the number one thing they're going to say is database. They have a database. They have a, they have a they have a group of people who only thinks of them when they think of real estate. Yes. That's the goal. Yeah. Have a great day. You too. Bye.
0: Me personally, cause no,
1: a new agent. I kn- you have lots of benefits.
0: I was gonna say because I got. It.
1: You have that sexy voice, online.
0: My sexy phone voice. <laughs>